0: Alright everybody, hello and welcome to what I think is going to be the first ever very special episode of Counter Blast, wherein uh, myself, your co-host Sean, and with me as always, my co-host Glenn, officially say goodbye to the Beach Boys, for once and for all, for we're we're putting it to bed. If you know anything about this show, you know that we're we're a bit obsessed with the Beach Boys. This being our our third official Counterblast episode, our fourth. Two hour block dedicated to the Beach Boys. If you if if you yeah. count the original college episode that we did with this, so so what are we doing here today, Glenn?
1: I it came up as a topic of of, of subject after the um, the most recent Brian Wilson solo album came out, and then just kind of it kind of steamrolled from there, and it led up to when I believe we uh, we featured Smart Girls on a, on a recent episode. Um, ah, yes. And, okay, yes. And um, and we just thought, you know, and I asked you, Sean, I asked you, when does the morning end? and life begin again.
0: <laughs> I sh- I want to I want to point out too by the way to any to any of our faithful fans and true believers listening. If you think by any chance that that this this show this counterblast is some kind of put on or that these are characters that two very talented actors perform during the course of the show, I c- I could send you days and weeks worth of transcripts of private chats that Glenn and I have. <laughs> About this, this, and similar topics of, of just endless uh, discussion and philosophizing. Going and back to
1: high school. <laughs>
0: going back. Going back to. You and I both own that big yellow smi- look, listen, vibrate smile
1: book. Oh, yeah, I got that. I, 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 I know the guy who wrote it. I met him when I was a. He lived in San Diego. He lived in. Um, oh. Dominic Priori? Yeah, he lived in a, he lived in a Carlsbad, and I met him uh, oh one my, time. Oh my! I, oh not, my I'm, God. Not, I'm not, not tell you I'm best friends with him, but I did not meet him one time. Um <laughs> And um. Oh. And uh, yeah, I just we were it was so obsessed that they had that look, listen, vibrate, smile. I read all of that. I I got all the albums. Even the ones we've told you over and over again you don't need. Because
0: the, the, the thing I think it is with the Beach Boys, at least... And I know there's a lot of people out here who are like this, too. It's not just us. If you're a casual fan of the Beach Boys, if all you know is like the, the, the 12 greatest hits that they endlessly repackage every single year, count yourself amongst lucky. But there are a few out there. you know, it's like when you go to a party... Right. And everyone's like sort of in the main living room or you're in the kitchen by the snacks and you're all having like a good time. There's some music playing. There's chips and salsa. Maybe maybe someone brought some guac, you know. Oh, yeah. But then then in one of the back rooms, right, like Mm -hmm. one of the bedrooms, like kind of down the hall, like there's some people kind of gathered in there. The lights are off. And that's where like the heavy stuff is going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like, yeah, we're. We're we're listening to Godspeed You Black Emperor, and we're just we're doing the we're doing someone's in there doing the hard stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's
0: like uh, you know it's it's all Bud Light Lime out in the main room, but in that in that darkened back room, there there are substances being exchanged that which uh, I don't even want to get into that's kind of like us with the beach boys we're in that that beach boys back room in in the at the beach boys party if you will yeah and we're we're coming
1: out we're we're coming out this is it we're we're
0: leaving the room we're leaving the whole party as a matter of fact i've had
1: had my moment of clarity i'm going to rehab and then i'm writing a book then i'm going on a book tour then i'm going to be on ellen
2: (laughs) and i'm (laughs) I'm just
1: (laughs) that's it and i'm going to tell you how i recovered from Beach no. Boys fandom, we're never gonna do another episode of the Beach Boys, folks. We might, we're gonna do no. a couple. We're gonna, we'll do a joke once in a, once in a while, but we have to let it go, man, and move on. We have to let it go. If we don't bury the Beach Boys on this episode, they will
0: bury us. It's them yeah. or us. It's them and or this us. Is man. What, and this is what it's come down to. So that being said, again, as you might know, there are a few rules that we generally abide by when we do these type of shows. A few things that are usually off the table, including anything from a live album, or a bootleg, or solo stuff, or TV performances, things like that. We're throwing all that out the window. Anything goes. This is is the Beach Boys fire sale. Everything Everything must go. go.
1: Everything must go to the designated drop-off location. Yes, (laughs) we're
0: finally going to... We're finally going to get there. We're Mm -hmm. finally going to get there.
1: Um, Now, 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 Sean, what do you prefer at the uh, the designated uh, drop-off location? Do do you prefer the bulldozer, or do you prefer the bonfire? I'm
0: I'm thinking the funeral pyre is more appropriate for this. I I, I really, really think it is. So, so by the way, before we get started here, folks, I don't expect this show to be entertainment. This is more of a therapy session for Glenn and I, so by all means, feel free to turn off the podcast, Uh, and Glenn and I are just going to have a good cry session, so... Glenn, turn it off. And, yeah. uh, okay, I, th- I think we're alone now, Glenn. So we yeah, yeah, yeah. we're the only people <laughs> listening right now. So let's go.
1: <laughs> so let's go. We can get going. <laughs> now we can get going. Well, if you're still listening, hang in there with this. Um, the, the, again, the the 900 the pound gorilla in the room. When we do our best and worship the Beach Boys, it's always Kokomo, and we have always insisted, no, there's way worse. Don't worry about Kokomo. At a, at, on a scale of ten, it's like a five. It's not. It's who cares? Mm-hmm. It's easy listening adult contemporary. It's it's ne- it's neither bad nor good in my book. But everyone's yeah. always like, "Oh, Kokomo, worst song ever," and fine. So let's just roll it and just get let's get Kokomo out of there. <laughs> and, but uh, Shad, Shad, here's why I really especially love that it's on here. Um, one little factoid <laughs> that I know has been bothering. You. Let's go ahead and play it.
3: There's a place called Kokomo That's where you want to go Take it away from it all
1: Okay, first same. of all, my least favorite thing that ever happened is John was on the bongos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's bad. It's do, so do, do bad. You think,
1: do you think he got union scale for this, or did he? Or he actually got a cut of the song?
0: Oh no, actually, you don't you, you don't even dare breathe the word union around the Beach Boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you, I th- the fact, the factoid that I think you're about to bring up, there's actually a little bit of a story for the man himself about that too. So. Do you, do you, do you want to drop that bombshell, or, or should I?
1: Well, now you tell yours because I think you
0: have a different one. Okay, again, if you're if you're a casual fan of the Beach Boys, I realize this might this all might be a little bit too much to unpack for you. But anyway, there's a gentleman by the name of Van Dyke Parks. <laughs> okay, okay, you got mine.
1: okay.
4: Okay, that is
0: that is okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. so we can t- We can tie it all together then. Okay. Um. Anyway, Van Dyke Parks. If if you are a, a a a deep you know hardcore Beach Boys fan, you know that Van Dyke Parks was the lyricist and collaborator with Brian Wilson during the Smile era of the Beach Boys, which we'll talk a little bit more about Smile and how it's just an okay album in a little bit. We'll get to that. <laughs> but anyway, Van Dyke Parks, who and Glenn, you know, Glenn does a, a, a does a history podcast. Uh, it's called The Lesser Bonapartes. You should check it out. It's a good program. But you know better than anyone this whole idea of this great man view of history, right? And how sure. it's kind of bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah. Beach Boys historians, we kind of have the same thing going on with the Smile period. You know, you have Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks, and we always kind of view them as like the two, the two saints in the cathedral. Uh, you know, immortalized in the uh, in the stained glass. Which maybe there's some truth to that, maybe not. But anyway, Van Dyke Parks he's 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 up there in the, the, the sainthood and the canonization of of the Beach Boys. Van Dyke I d I don't know why, I don't know why, but he's on Kokomo, he plays that accordion
1: <laughs> thing here. Yeah, why? Well, I don't well, understand. Well, 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 where's the '80s, man? We're up to our neck in uh, shitty Van Dyke Park solo albums, anyway. It might as well be.
0: <laughs> well, which which I don't imagine we're exactly flying off record store shelves, you know. I, I don't Van even Dy- I
1: don't even like that song cycle. I'm sorry, I don't even like that one. It's it's too it's no. too, it's, it's too precious by half for me. It's just it's
0: it's so da- and that's the thing. Yeah, I, and I, I I've got yeah a song, song cycle and Van Dyke. If you're listening, like I. I, I am endlessly charmed by you when I, when I see you in, in interviews or in Beach Boys documentaries. But but yeah, you, if you put on oh. Song Cycle, you, you you need I don't know. He he was perfectly suited to work with Brian Wilson because Brian could bring that that concise pop sensibility, and Van Dyke brought sort of the dense literature major motif to Brian, and they and they and they made sort of a, a good pairing together. But yeah, Van Dyke on his own, that record is so dense. It takes it it takes me. Th- six weeks just to get through Uh, one play i can't i can't just i
1: can't i can't just just look on that cover look at that that (laughs) that 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 face of his (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it's it's kind of that it really really is yeah and i just i just like you know it's just too it's too precocious and cutesy for me i just i i can't i just it's just too much but you know kokomo you know who cares we got we got stamos on the bongos van dyke on the in the accordion we got you Mm -hmm. know Brian nowhere to be found. He's not on this recording at all. Um no. No. And uh you know, this is this is kind of uh, Mike Lowe's big victory lap because it was whatever. It was no it was number 1 for one week and then left uh, and then so now we like to say number 1 single Kokomo that I wrote and, you yeah. Know, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Nobody, nobody. Well, actually... He wrote
0: with like what, like six other people or whatever. I mean, this is like, uh, this this is like, a, it's like Terry Melcher's involved with well, this. Well, Terry, oh yeah, Terry
1: uh, the... Melcher was his big collaborator. who who was a You know, uh, you know, one of the biggest pop songwriters of the '60s. So he had kind of a ringer. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and then uh,
0: it, it was uh, the the guy from the Mamas and the Papas also has a co-write on yeah, this. Have, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Papa.
1: Papa John is on this one.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. Yeah. So
1: Same. and again and, and again, if,
0: uh, if this song is is. Is bad. Don't get me wrong. But if you actually, if you strip away all that terrible '80s percussion, if you take stamos off of the bongos, you get rid of the steel drum, and you just strum these chords on an acoustic guitar and hum the melody, it's not a bad song.
1: No, you it, know, it's kind of nice. If they did, it, if they did it acoustically, it might even bump it up a couple points and just you know ripped all the '80s cocktail soundtrack sheen off of it. it might be kind of a nice song yeah i mean still it's not going to change your life but it's no. like okay yeah it's it's pl- like, it's, pl- it's, pl- it's, pl- it's pleasant enough. it's a nice it's, it's a nice enough. enough you know whatever jimmy buffett beach song you know while i'm wearing you know but you know yeah i just yeah you know, with all the with all the 80s accoutrement on it it's just it's it's pretty bad but but uh, yeah, so that's really all you could say about Kokomo, really. I mean, that's you know the the, the Van Dyke Parks revelation. Yeah, which which by the way, he says uh, he he gave an interview about it years
0: later and says I was paid well for my work, although it was a non union session. <laughs> <The hospital laughs> of is, course it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says he says the Beach Boys, after all, were Republicans. Unions weren't something to mention to them. <laughs> 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 oh God. So yeah, there there you have it. And uh, so. I I figured this was another good one to get out out of the way at the top of the show. Because, again, if you are that rare and lucky, casual, greatest hits Beach Boys fan, you know most of us just know them from the 60s and the the surfing songs and the California Girls and all of that stuff. So this is from that era, and it's actually the, the only song on this list from that era. So we're doing Surfer's Rule here. This is from the Surfer Girl album, which I have to say... This might be of the early Beach Boys, of the pre-Pet Sounds albums. Might be one of my favorites. We'll talk about it. I know this is one that you put on your list, so I want to hear what you have to say okay. about it after we play it here. It's a
2: genuine fact that the surfers move.
1: Enough with the surfing. I can't even do the surfing anymore. You know, it's just like... <laughs> they, none of them surfed. And then later on would nostalgically recall how they didn't surf. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's true. Just, it's very, very true. Okay, Dennis surfed. I'll give him that. Okay, he was the only one that did. I, yeah. Was, you know, listen. Mike, Mike Love. You know, I don't know where he would have been. He would have been at the hot dog stand, probably hitting on a, an inappropriately young girl. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, mm-hmm. and then okay, now uh, the surfing motif, again, we were just, I hate to say it, but it was originally conceived as a way of doing one of those. They just happened to have Brian Wilson, the whole surfing thing is all I'm saying. You know, the surfing thing is cool. Let's do that. They just happened to have Brian Wilson. But Brian Wilson could have done that with any topic. You, if you wanted, you, pirate songs would have been fine. <laughs> our, I don't know. Soft cheeses, if that was their motive. They were, you
0: know, <laughs> well, if they had gotten started today, for example, if the Beach Boys were around today, like it wouldn't have been surfing. It would have been, I don't know, Snapchat or sexting or something like that.
1: <laughs> <I was laughs> sexting is the only life, the only life for me. Now, Sexed. Well, sex. 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 <laughs> Boom, ba <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would have been it, you know. It was. It was just a. It was just what's hot right now. Okay, surfing is cool right now. Let's. W- okay, we're the Beach Boys. Yep. We're a surf. We're you know we're a surf band, which we've talked about that. And I will. We'll, I guess I'll tease this list. This is this might be way down the road. We haven't finalized anything on this, but there's a possibility we could someday do a salute to bullshit surf. You'd have to put the Beach Boys on that I, I, list. You have to. It's <laughs> BS surf. It's totally BS surf, and they're. Yeah. You know they we we always hold them up there like all the original surfing bands and yeah you know they were there they but they were they were just Johnny's on the spot yeah. and they did it well you know obviously mm-hmm. they, had, they had Brian Wilson doing uh, great things musically but but yeah you think Mike Mike Love was up there doing you know ten over in the half pipe? no I
4: guarantee,
0: <laughs> no, no, I, guarantee I guarantee and Brian Wilson was afraid of the ocean so yeah he he
1: did not like <laughs> what get swimming or anything like that. Um, no. Oh, but I mean let's let's uh, you know let's uh, we're not we're not we can we just want to we just want to say goodbye to all these songs that we might have done or got thrown off of some lists or or just kind of juxtapose all this garbage with what they they actually did cuz we're getting to the song that finally broke me. We're going to get there. But before we do that, <laughs> let's do one let's do uh, let's do a little pet sound. Sounds huh? like who doesn't love pet sounds?
3: Where did your long
2: hair go? Where is the girl I used to know? How could you lose that happy glow?
3: Oh, Caroline, no.
0: So, again, we're we're trying to build it up a little bit before we completely tear it down right and, and, it, and like at any funeral you know you want to say some kind things about you know the recently deceased those who have passed those who have moved on so we're going to remember the Beach Boys for highlights like Caroline No and for Pet Sounds um, everything that's on this list after that is going to be the conversation that we have at Anthony's Fish Grotto after the funeral where we, yeah. where we really get what was really on our minds out yeah. on the table
1: Oh yeah, that's 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 the that's the uncomfortable conversation afterwards that has a yeah, but uh, yeah but yeah I mean but uh, here's one we never we we've kind of del- delved into this one but I really this this next one I I wanted to do because I don't they had a perfectly fine version of this song in the can, so why the hell do this one? Yeah. Shut! I want you to explain this to me, Sean. Explain this.
0: I have. And I I, I don't think that the theory is unique. I think a lot of people have thought this. I have my theories about why this song exists the way that it was released to the public. Uh, should we juxtapose? this? Should we play a little snippet of the the original Wind Chimes before we we, we do the let's th- do this let's, let's do a half and on?
1: half on this one. We won't. Yeah, let's do a half and
0: okay. half. Okay, okay. We'll do a half and half. So we'll we'll keep a little bit of the the Smile version of Wind Chimes. And again, if you're not, if you're not in the in the in the know here with us, Smile was to be the follow up to Pet Sounds. It was going to continue in that trajectory of uh, I guess what you could call sort of the, the modular recording where. With those songs and starting with good vibrations and things like that these were not songs that th- that they just went into the studio and played from beginning to end and then overdubbed the vocals and out they go. Brian would just have the have the musicians musicians in the studio and just endlessly playing variations on a riff for days at a time and then by the time he got to the end of whatever it was a, a couple of weeks, couple of months however long it took he would take those little snippets and assemble them cut the tape together and that's how you got a song like good vibrations for example and it was an extraordinary amount of work for one song he wanted to do an entire album like that and I think it was one of the facilitating reasons why smile fell apart it just it was too much especially with 60s technology it was you, you were there with the razor blade and the tape. Putting things together now on Pro Tools, I'm sure it would be easy. Oh yeah, to you, you, do. Can just,
1: you can you could yeah you can do that. You can do a, a Good Vibrations in a couple of days. But yeah, back then I'm sure think of all the, think of all the studio time and the musicians. It must have been extraordinarily expensive. Um, yeah, I mean Good Vibrations alone cost fifty thousand dollars in 1966 money. So imagine an entire album of that. Oh God, yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I, and, and I, I think members of the Wrecking Crew, I, you know, like Hal Blaine had a Rolls Royce. I think in no small part due to the all, all the overtime they were booking on. Smile. Well, sessions, I mean, imagine you know? they,
1: they were there on the other one. So imagine that you're paying you're paying A-list musicians overtime now. I mean, they, those were union mm-hmm. recording sessions. Um. So, so wow. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very. But
0: anyway, let's do. Okay, so we're gonna back Windchime's smile version with what actually came out, which was Smiley Smile. We'll unpack that for you after this.
2: Hanging down from my window, those are my Windchimes. The little bells People like wind chimes Though it's hard I try not to look At my wind chimes Hanging down From my window Those are my wind chimes Wind chimes Huh. A child, when child, child,
1: child, they already had that one. They had the, the other one in the can. Why didn't they just put that one on this
0: one? Here's the reason I think, and, and again, if you haven't heard Smiley Smile, if, if you and, and Smile, by the way, is now commercially available in, you know... A reasonably repackaged facsimile of what the actual album could have been. Again, again, yeah. Obviously, we're never gonna know what real, you know, capital real smile would have sounded like. But we've got the tapes, and they've been put out, and we're all reasonably satisfied with that. But at the time, all that stuff got put on the shelf. According to Brian, at the time, he said he destroyed the tapes, which I don't think there was a lot of truth to. But we got Smiley Smile on record store shelves instead. And compared to the production of Smile, which was incredibly lush, filled with A list musicians and studio players, just an incredible amount of labor and time and energy went into it. And then Smiley Smile comes out and it's drastically stripped down. They re recorded just these fractured, hollow, just sick sounding versions of. Of these songs and in a way and again I I think other people have posited this but I think this was Brian Wilson so you know that kid who when you're playing baseball when you're kids and you know something happens he gets thrown out at second base that like pisses him off and so he says fine I'm going home and he takes the bat and the ball and the glove which were the only bat ball and glove that you had and he goes home Mm -hmm. with it and Mm -hmm. so you know the, the, the game is just off just on account of you know, like, oh, well, Brian doesn't want to play anymore. I guess we don't get to play. I think it was a little bit of that with this smiley smile stuff. And he said, like, okay, you don't want my beautiful work that I've done for the smile record here. Have shitty, crap-sounding smiley smile and put the Beach Boys name on that instead. That's what you get.
1: So, oh, is this kind of like a revenge deal? Is this kind of like a metal machine music? I, I don't. Well,
0: I don't think with anger in his heart. Though I think with sadness, it's no. more like you know he gets thrown out at second. The tear rolls down the cheek, and he just, he can't play anymore, and he's just got to go home, and he takes the stuff with him, and he just, he retreats. He retreats from the band. He retreats ostensibly from the world, and, you know, we'll go a little further down the rabbit hole with Brian Wilson as we further unpack some of this other stuff, too, but I think, I mean, you could hear it in the music. It's just, you know, he literally took as much out of it as he possibly could or had little uh you know much less involvement with it because mm-hmm. this was the, at this point they all relocated to brian's house mm-hmm. and most of most of this was recorded in the home studio i think he spent most of the time upstairs in bed while carl and everyone else tried to, to pull this record together at the last minute
1: yeah i guess i think that uh, i think uh yeah that's kind of the that's kind of the beginning of yeah the the uh, brother's studio that was built in brian's house hoping that they could. And that apparently was it. they would just jam on things, and occasionally Brian would hear something he liked upstairs and come down and you know kind of fine tune it. And that was kind of the Beach Boys' writing style for the rest of the '60s. Um, uh, but yeah, boy, but yeah, I guess like we let's uh, let's uh, I guess uh, juxtapose that before everything fell off the rails and we're just like kind of talking once great songs to lazy musicianship. Um, uh, th- we're doing we're doing kind of an interesting one here that you chose here, this uh, kind of uh, solo take on uh, Brian's uh, Surf's Up. Was this the one recorded? Well, no, that was earlier. Was it? What, which one? There's one that was recorded for a C- CBS special while he was working on Smile. Yeah, there there is was it? that
0: Leonard Ber- the Leonard Bernstein, the Bernstein special Bernstein's where special. yeah 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 where he was like talking about like music today, and then they they cut to the studio and Brian sang a solo version. This is a different version than that one. You, you, you could pick your favorite version. Like they're they're both I think equally haunting and and heartbreaking. But I wanted to specifically to juxtapose this. With the next song that's on the list, and again, one of the things that we always that people always have to talk about when it comes to the Beach Boys is Brian's a genius. And of course, after Brian stops participating in the band uh, and you know life in general, there's always there was always that need that people seem to have to to express that Brian still got it right. That, oh yeah, the, oh yeah, yeah. We had to do that. Yeah, and it's the only thing that explains really the existence of any Beach Boys record. Post pet sounds. Just everyone sort of holding on to the hope that Brian's got another one of those in him somewhere. That if we squeeze him hard enough, we'll we'll get another Caroline. No, we'll get you know he he'll go back and he'll finish smile. You know there was always that hope and. And again, you know, you watch all your stuff on Smile. There's clips on YouTube. If you listen to those bonus tracks on the the big Smile box that, that came out, and you hear Brian Wilson working in the studio, and, you know, Mike Love wants to blame the drugs and whatever. Brian sounds like a man in control when you hear those snippets of him in the studio. And especially right here on this little solo surfs up bit, but then something happens, something breaks. And anyway, I, th- I think this is a good back-to-back, but let's do a little bit of the, the Surf's Up uh, solo here so you can hear what I think we'll, we'll, we'll agree is peak Brian.
3: The diamond necklace play the palm Hand in hand drum drummed along Oh, to a handsome man at baton Upline class aristocracy Back through the opera glass you see The bit in the pendulum
2: drum
1: drugs i i understand i guess i think you know when pet sounds you know uh, you know brian had laser focus and was on the top of his game and you know you know i he missed a smoking pot during the time, but that was kind of the hardest thing he was doing. Um, yeah, and then um, and then uh, and then uh, you know it surfs up, comes around, and the LSD and the speed starts to come in. So I think it kind of it became like a good days, bad days kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so that that must have been it. Uh, so you know he had the, the, those days of the laser focus still, but then he would you know. He'd have that day where he overdid it on the LSD or whatever, and we're all wearing fireman hats, you know. (laughs) Right, right. And and the the funniest thing about it, I've listened back to episodes where we've talked
0: about this, and I've been amazed at some of the things that that we've actually said about. And we were so, like, again, we, we, we both own the big yellow smile book, the Smile Bible, if you want to call it. And we've in, in recent uh, years here sort of just tossed, you know, written off Smile as just an okay album. <laughs>
2: well, you know, you know, what?
1: it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like five or six brilliant songs drowning in a bunch of baby noises to me. I mean, it's like,
3: <laughs> and,
1: and
0: and again, the the one and only time that we'll sort of step to the, the to the defense of of Mike Love where. I can sort of, you can sort of understand where, like, you know, one day, okay, we're singing, you know, fun, fun, fun. We're singing all summer long. We get to Pet Sounds, and okay, now we're singing God Only Knows, and we're singing Caroline no We're a little more mature. Okay, Brian, what's next? And then you come into the studio. What's that? A song about vegetables? Okay. Uh, song, barnyard noise. A song, a song about barnyard noises. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, a song about wind chimes. Okay. All right. And, uh... Oh, and then a song called "Fire" that's just a bunch of uh, noises, and oh. we all have to wear fireman's helmets fireman's in the hand. studio. I
1: can understand. Listen, I could, This is only yeah, the only time I'm ever going to come to Mike Love's <laughs> defense, is that I can understand how that could get frustrating. I yeah. can understand yeah. the
0: concern, yeah, well, and the I concern,
1: and yeah, and listen, yeah. this is the guy that's a guy that's known them since they were children. So all of a sudden he's doing this erratic behavior. So now you're yeah. like, now you're like Brian, what's going on? You know. So I can understand to that extent. You know, so because none, none of the all, all you know, they, they the rest of them weren't really you know like Al Jardine, of course, said you know he never did the drugs, he wasn't into that scene, and so now he's standing over here going like, what the what are we doing? You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, man, I wouldn't know what we were doing either, um, um but yeah, oh boy, yeah, you po- you chose one for the ages in this next, yeah,
0: thing. and and again and again just. Uh... Go, if the, the snippet that we play here isn't enough, if you want to fully experience it, go to the counterblastshow.com website. We've got the video playlist to accompany the episode here. Listen to that whole thing, just not only Brian's performance in terms of, you know, the quality of the piano playing, the quality and timbre of his voice, his ability to express emotion through the song, and it's, it's touching and it's endearing. And we want to say that Brian still got it. We'll flash forward to 1976. This is from, I believe it's from Saturday Night Live, this performance. And uh, this is Brian doing a solo version of uh, Good Vibrations here. You decide for yourself if Brian at this point has still got it.
2: up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm picking up
1: good vibrations Okay, She's well, no, we, no, this is Brian still has it, right? We're on the cusp of love you, Sean. Oh. Yes, yes, and and again, just
0: the thing is, the weird thing, Why? what I want to know, what I want to know, and if you're a Beach Boys, hardcore apologist and you're listening, write, write us in and tell us, I want to know why it is that we have to come to the defense of everything that Brian Wilson shits out. I understand uh, yeah. Brian Wilson gave us an incredible gift with all of the music up to Pet Sounds and Smile, but then he, for the most part, left us. And okay, yeah, there's there's Till I Die, and there's a few other sort of gems that, that we get as we move along here. But by the time we're here, 1976, by the time Love You comes out, can't we just say yeah brian wilson was a guy that had something and he lost it and it's gone now and boy aren't we lucky to have that great music that he made but we all have to pretend that this is so fucking good just all of this stuff and we'll get to your sort of the the the, the impetus for this whole episode we'll get there um, but yeah and
1: then i just and again we have to again this is also this is we're on the cusp of love you but this is also during that uh hilarious cruel brian's back campaign that they all forced him into um Mm-hmm. Okay, again, uh, uh, partly because, you know, they were trying to get him out, out of his bed, you know, out of concern. Hey, you know, let's get him working again. And partly because they wanted to make a fuck ton of money off of him. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, think it, yeah. I think it was probably 80% that, yeah, it, it, yeah. Uh, you know, uh,
0: 10, 10% concern. And yeah. then uh, the other 10%, uh, you know, you can decide for yourself.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, – and then uh, – yeah, and then now we're going to do love you next. And then I guess I <laughs> – this one I <I'm laughs> – Oh, oh boy oh this one uh this next one we're doing here have you are you familiar with this one sean
0: I've, i i you know I've never sat down and listened to this album and again we're doing a bootleg album here we're doing laid in Hawaii yeah um yeah. which is a pretty infamous uh recording it's a it's a live recording of them I think what is this 19? This is around the same time. This is 1976 or 1978, something like that, right? In Australia, yeah. In Australia. And, uh, this is, uh, this is, this is poor, poor Carl Wilson, um, doing God only knows dumb,
1: drunk, drunk, off of his ass. Oh yeah, and, he, uh, he is three sheets to the wind. <laughs> he actually he actually went on Australian TV the next night and apologized. That was how bad the concert was. <laughs> that's that's how then, bad it
0: was. But yeah. but luckily it was recorded for posterity, so yes, we can uh, all, Luckily, yeah, we can all enjoy it. And again, I and I guarantee you this 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 probably has its defenders. I guarantee you it probably does. But anyway, let's let's do a little bit of uh, drunken. Uh, Drunken God Only Knows here.
2: I said I still copy You You'll never need to tell it I'll make you so sure about it. God who knows why I'd be without you
0: So Glenn what is this? He's either drunk or he's melting.
4: I don't know which. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well he just And then well it's a he just kinda he, he kind of, I guess they were, pro- they were so probably probably so pissed at him that they they, they, they you got to go on TV man because it was like all it was like in the news the next day you know you know whatever you know the Beach Boys bombed in Sydney you know it was like you know and um, so he actually goes on TV you could probably I think you could find it on YouTube his actual when he made a copra is out there on um on um on a uh, uh, on uh, on, uh, on Sydney television and you know he says he says like well you know I. uh I took a volume, and then later on at dinner, I had a, a, a couple of mai tais. This is not one volume and two mai tais, my friend. This guy is gone. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe if there were one of those big, maybe he had one of those big scorpion bowls of mai tais. Um, but maybe, but <laughs> and then uh, no, and then, uh, no he's, he's, he is he is shit wasted, man. He must he must have started at breakfast, and um, yeah, that's. And uh, wow, it must have been embarrassing, man. Because you'd wake up the next day thinking, oh, man, oh, yeah, oh, geez, oh, listen to that. And then. No, whatever, we've all been there, we've all been embarrassingly drunk. But to have it recorded for posterity, um, yeah, yeah that's too bad, <laughs> yeah. that's too bad, you know. So, I can't, I, I that's funny, but I feel bad for him at the same time because we've all been there. But he was there in front of an audience, well,
0: and again, and this is this is one of the reasons we will typically, uh, you know, strike things like bootlegs and live recordings yeah. from the record because you know, obviously, this is not if they went into the studio to put something together and release, this is not what even they would say. Yeah. Is the best they could do. Yeah. Okay. Again, it, it, it happens. You know, uh, you know. What is, was it ever intended for release for public consumption? No. Unlike that new Van Halen double live record that's come out, that honestly, performance-wise, isn't much better than. Oh this. no, no. He, he's, about, he's about
1: as <laughs> he's about as on time and on key as as, as the current sober Roth is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, that's another show.
0: That's Maybe another we'll show. have the. Yeah. Well, we'll have, we'll have the, the, the f- funeral for Van Halen sometime later, I'm sure. But I'm anyway, sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, I've got a comment on YouTube here, though, for this song that says, The Emotions Still There. So <laughs> even- <laughs> Even as bad as this obviously is, people want to come and say, "Well, well, yeah, man,
1: yeah, you know, hey, okay, right." I, I but it's still awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, you could admit this one sucks. I bet if you looked Carl in the eye, he would have to. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you wouldn't even have. To, you wouldn't even have to sit him down. you no. would Just say, you know, he would probably
0: freely admit. Just say, "Yeah, that was obviously a bad night. I went on TV and apologized for it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it, what do you want from it's me? It's okay, shitty. Yeah, yeah. But oh, exactly. man, it's so funny. Oh, but." But here again, we've said it before, and we'll say it again. During this era, three-fourths of the Beach Boys were just laying an egg. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Wilson was working on this. Oh my god, this is
0: so amazing. And uh, you know what? Good good for him for not giving this stuff to the Beach Boys, by the way, yeah. and, and them doing a hack job on it and putting it out. We've said it many times before, we'll say it many times again that Dennis Wilson is the after Brian he's the hero of the of the beach boys he's the secret hero he's, he's easily the next most talented guy after Brian and certainly at this point after Brian is gone in the, by the late 70s Dennis is really the only thing that they have going for him so he puts out his Pacific Ocean blue solo album which stop the podcast go listen to it if you haven't heard it but let's do a little bit this is the first song off it. I think it's it's arguably the best song on the album, but you know, we could we could talk about that too. But let's do a little bit of river song here.
1: Well, again, while well, well, you know the, the Beach Boys are just putting out their their worst material, you know, Dennis had a vision because again they didn't really give him a whole lot of songs. They gave him like maybe one an album, but he had he was writing the whole time. Um, he was uh, he was writing all along, and uh, they had they had a, they had their own studio. They had brothers. Stu- they had a, they had a different recording stuff not the Brian Home Studio, but they had another studio that they were recording at the time. So uh, he took advantage of that and what was working on. Uh, his own solo album because he kind of he had the good taste to know that the Beach Boys were sucking around this time too so he kind of sheepishly went along but again he, he couldn't he kind of had to try other things because he wasn't really able to drum anymore because he was in a car accident that hurt his hand Um he learned in the late 60s early 70s so you know drumming couldn't really be his thing anymore so. He decided to go in and write his own material, and this is what came out. And everybody was completely surprised. Well, not so much because he had a lot of great songs on other albums. He was the only good song on a lot of Beach Boys albums. Um, but he came out with this entire album of just great music, and I just, I didn't, like it kind of came out of nowhere. It surprised everybody. Um, and it was just like, you know, that Dennis Wilson? You know, kind of like that, and then. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And I, I will come to this defense. This is in. This is better than any Beach Boys album from the 70s. I put it behind Pet Sounds number two, then Smile, because it, an, it doesn't have any dumb animal noises on it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's really – yeah. I, I, again, would I,
0: – I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll sign off on that too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. This is why you can't just have a podcast about good music is what else could you say other than, golly, gee, what a great album. And that's uh – that that's Pacific Ocean blue go check it out if you haven't yet oh yeah but.
1: get the get the get the uh, get, get the double one that has the aborted bamboo s- uh, s- sessions yeah. on it um, yeah because there's some great songs on that yep. one too yeah, yeah so get that one too. And uh, yeah, listen, listen to, listen to Pacific Ocean Blue. It's just a, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. You, you really got. And like you it.
0: compare that, you compare that to any of that Beach Boys shit from the same time period. Yeah. You compare that to your 15 big ones, <laughs> or your, or your Love You yeah. that you all want to come to the defense of. You know, it blows it right just, out the door. Blows it, <laughs> it.
1: Blows it out the goddamn airlock. It's <laughs> not the goddamn gonna... <laughs> cycle the airlock, man. Blow it. Out. <laughs> It's not even a competition. It's like I, 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 I want it to be like how they executed people on Battlestar Galactica, and they put. <laughs> the, it I want to put. fifteen big ones in the airlock, and, and, just, and they just, they just, just blow it out. You know, <laughs> that's it. That's it right there.
0: Oh man. oh man! So here we are. Here, here, here we are at the Nexus. Okay, this, this is what started this whole thing. This is why we're sitting here on a, a beautiful spring afternoon. I might add, indoors, talking, spending yet another pair of hours talking about the goddamn Beach Boys. <laughs> this is it. This is the reason we're here. So.
1: Glenn, why are we here? What What is it about this? We're here because of this new shitty Brian Wilson solo album that I don't even think has <laughs> any. Have you seen any, like, Pitchfork review of it? I haven't. Like, what are, what are the cool kids saying about it?
0: I, I, if, if it's the Pitchfork review, they probably just
1: gave it the standard 7.8 that they give everything that yeah. they're
0: just kind of wishy-washy about. But, yeah. I mean,
1: like, uh, are the college radio kids digging this one? Or, like, uh, is, is everybody at the – you're in Portland. You tell me what people are talking about over there. Are they talking about this no peer pressure at all? <laughs> because it is it is <laughs> i have not heard it blasting out of the doors of the
0: stump town coffee down the street okay no, yeah, so. yeah so
1: i this is i think i think no one is paying attention to this one i really do um i haven't heard anything about it um i haven't read anything about it i'll go look up some reviews later but i didn't really care but what i did what i what you did you did tell me it was out i didn't even know it was out i was not paying attention <laughs> I and then, and you you texted Yo. me one day saying, "Okay, it's time for the new Brian Wilson solo album." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and these are
0: yeah, these are real conversations, Glenn and the, and I yeah, had, by of way. Yeah, you texted
1: me that, and I'm like, "Well, I'm at work right now. I'll listen on the way home. Well, I'm walking home, I'll put my headphones on and play it." And I remember I was mm-hmm. I was at the grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. buying some tortillas, <laughs> and then I hit play, mm-hmm. and then I was just like. <laughs> and then I remember, I remember the exact thing I texted you back. I said, "They're all going to go like this, aren't they?" And then, and then you texted me back, "They all go like that."
4: <laughs> and then, so, yeah. so
0: let's let's hear a little bit of what they all go like. Yeah. So, so here, here here's a little bit of a "Runaway Dancer" from uh, from the latest Brian Wilson solo album, No Peer Pressure.
1: Quiet storm sax. That quiet storm saxophone. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Why so, are we doing the careless whisper saxophone over here?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I. I, I and and on the on the blog uh, on, on the blog there we've got a, a video of a live performance of Brian doing this song. And if you look closely in some of the wide shots, you can actually catch a glimpse of Frank Oz with his hand up Brian's ass. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the,
1: the fuck is Cebu? Who the fuck is Cebu? <laughs> I don't know who Cebu is, and I don't fucking care. I don't want to know. I thought that that was I thought that, I thought that was that whale at Sea World. I did. Is it? Is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Is I, is that, I, is that, I, I don't. It was, it was We got the we got the light disco beat there, like it's nineteen eighty yacht rock, and we got the yeah. And then you know everybody's running around. We're talking about what the. It was, okay, defend this. Beach Boys love you, outsider art people. Defend this one to me. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, and again, like we we
0: we listen to cuts from you know we listen to Brian Wilson's contributions, like you know from the '70s and on, and some of his just off the wall, weird solo stuff that he's done. I, again, I might be completely wrong. I've never met Brian Wilson. I don't know any of his inner circle or collaborators. I might be talking out the side of my ass, but here's here's my theory about what Brian Wilson albums actually consist of now. So Brian's got his, you know, he calls him his musical secretary or whatever, who's in the Wonderments, who is in Brian's backing band. Here's how Brian Wilson songs get written now. This is this is my theory. So Darian walks in the room. He says, "Hi Brian. Hi Brian. How are you today?" Oh, you haven't touched your Jello. Oh, well. Are you? Do you have any songs that you're working on for us today? And then Brian's like, uh huh, uh huh, and he sort of flops a hand down on the piano and it just goes like plink, plink. And then Darian says, Oh, God, that's great. Oh, Brian, that's beautiful. And so he takes it into the next room. And he writes "Runaway Dancer," and that's
1: that's my theory as to what all this what modern
0: is? Brian Wilson's. I think that's what it is.
1: Yeah. I can't even know if it's called modern. We're doing yacht rock on this one. This song could have been a, a 1980 song on, a, on like one of those kind of romantic sex comedy movies starring Michael <laughs> Caine, you know, kind of thing. Like, and then like, yeah. And then yeah. I just like, <clears throat> who is this for? Is it, it no? Is this just like a, a souvenir in the lobby after the show that lets out at 10 p.m. You get there, the show starts promptly at eight. Ends promptly at 10 p.m. <laughs> there is no encore. You walk out. It's just a Brian has left the building kind of thing. And then you walk out yeah, into the lobby. That's... You see your t-shirt. You see your coffee mug. You see your Brian Wilson clock. You see you see your <laughs> your keychains and beer koozies. You see. Mm-hmm. And now we see this, right? The CD's right over here, right? And then it's kind of like that. You take it with your program. It's product.
0: Yeah. That's essentially all it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it, we don't. Nobody needs it. Nobody particularly wants it. And it just, I get this weird vibe. And again, maybe I'm perceiving it completely backwards. But it's this. Just, it feels like elder abuse. Okay, this, this <laughs> Brian Wills. This, just, it just feels like just the people around him are squeezing him again. It, Brian quit the Beach Boys, the, the the touring production of the Beach Boys in 1966 because he hated. Doing tours, he hated doing live performances. He just wanted to stay at home and make the music and and make the beautiful records and you know send Glenn Campbell or Bruce Johnston out in his place on the road because he could care less what was happening out on the road. He didn't want to do that. So just seeing this whole, you know, again starting with the whole Brian's back campaign in the '70s and on into this, this, you know, Brian Wilson solo stuff that continues today. I just, I have a hard time really believing that this is what he would want to do if left to his own devices. I just I'm not feeling it. I just think it's the people that are around him maybe with better intentions in their heart than Mike Love in the 70s and, and in the 80s when they would keep trying to get him back but who are just squeezing him thinking like okay maybe there's another heroes and villains in there somewhere. You know maybe there's another let him run wild buried somewhere and if we just sort of you know Push him out there and sit him up, prop him up at the piano. That's obviously not plugged in. He's not playing. Watch his ha- watch. Watch his hands. <laughs> yeah. Like while he's p- playing these songs, like he's just kind of like you know he's doing like you know like in the movies when like they're typing on the computer. Yeah, you know? he's doing. Really, yeah. he's doing that. He's doing movie keyboard mo- motion. Like, <laughs> like, like when
1: like when somebody's hacking into a computer in the nineteen nineties and they're just doing way too many <laughs> keyboard clicks. Yeah, he's just yeah, like, exactly. He's, yeah, he's just kind of. And then I just. But it, I would feel at least a little better about it if the song didn't blow so hard, man. This song well, eats. It's
0: just – it's it's so nothingless. And just – and again, Brian, I, I, I we love you, Brian. We really, really do. But just uh, – this is uh, – the performance, this is like – this is karaoke night at the old folks' home. Yeah. You know, this is like the quality of – the performance is just not there, and I and I and I believe that if Brian still, if he's actually writing these songs, if it's not Darian going into the next room and and you know taking Brian's, you know, C chord and D chord and turning it into "Runaway Dancer," that I. I think, you know, if, if Brian really wants to make the music and he wanted to do what he wanted to do, he would hire somebody that could sing better than he does to go out and perform the song. But you know what? No one would buy that ticket. No one no. would go see this band singing this song. He's the name he, yeah. If Brian
1: Wilson wasn't propped up at the piano no one would care. No one's buying a ticket for fucking Cebu. I'll tell you that right there.
0: <laughs> Nobody cares! <laughs> if, if it wasn't for Brian Wilson this guy would be waiting tables at a restaurant that had a wood pile in the, in the lobby. We're ne- That's what we're, be doing. We're never would do. We're Doing Cebu's back. <laughs> <laughs> no, because who cares? But again, take Brian out of the equation, and what do you have here? You have, you know, a harmless adult contemporary, uh, you know, Michael McDonald song, essentially. You, really you
1: could put Michael McDonald out on this song, and it would, you would make no difference. No, you don't.
0: But again, people, they're, they're going to line up, they're going to buy their tickets because it's got Brian Wilson's name on it, and Brian is propped up at the piano, but. Again he's just it's it's he's like a he's like a uh, you know, a Jim Henson's creature shop puppet at this point that they just sorta set up and you know, they, they have wires on his hands to make it look like he's playing the piano. (laughs) <laughs> and he, nope. he's kinda got that he's even got that kind of puppet eye action, you know, like when you see a bad ventriloquist and like the the eyes just kinda like, you know, unnaturally like roll side to side in his skull. That's kinda what
4: <laughs> Brian looks like
0: now. And, and I know that sounds and I know that sounds mean, but okay, look go watch what is it, that beautiful dreamer documentary where, where he's putting the smile together in two thousand four. He's, and when they're in the Brian's living room trying to work up the material, he's sitting there in his Lazy Boy recliner with a glazed look in his eyes, oh, yeah. just looking, looking like he would rather be anywhere else in the world, and just completely detached and uninvolved. And you're telling me that this, this, this guy, you know, and these are the scenes that they chose to include in the documentary. These were the best yeah, scenes. Those, that was, <laughs> those, are the best takes. Yeah, that's the A. That's those yeah. are the A. That's the A real right yeah. there. And you're telling me that that guy, that guy is like maybe while the cameras aren't rolling, like in the other room, like okay guys, uh, this one's called uh, Runaway Dancer. I've got this great vision for it. Uh, call, somebody get Cebu on the phone. We need him here.
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, no, I don't think that's happening. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't know what to do with this one. I just, I just, I got it. I, I got. Oh no, I got to move on to something even worse. Uh, oh,
0: here we go. Yeah, so again, if we, if we, let's look at some of the other uh, illustrious uh, solo uh, outings of uh, of some of the other Beach Boys here. Mike Love in, uh, what is this, 1980, 1981? Who cares? It doesn't matter. But I don't don't know. know. From uh, from his album uh, and the song of the same name here, Looking Back With Love. What a great pun.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, boy. Where'd you come (laughs) up with that one there? uh? (laughs)
0: Oh, golly. So uh, anyway, here we go. Check it. Check out a little bit of, uh, of this one. It
3: was the best of times The worst of times An age of reason
1: Uh, we're doing, we're doing, we're doing my least favorite type of song, especially when 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 bands reach that certain age, where we're doing that "Remember When" song. So oh, I, it is yeah. the it is the "Remember When" song. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just, I, I just. the you know, Brian Wilson's new solo album is full of those. Um, the even even that reunion, yeah. that's why God made the radio was full of those. We always got to do that that nostalgic <laughs> song, that "Remember When" song. Hey. Hey guys, drive-ins and in uh, cars, and you remember those? It's like it's like how you remember. It's like how your your aunt posts on Facebook now, like hey, like if you remember these, and then uh-huh. this is kind of the yeah. audio version of that. I guess Mike thought he was gonna get on the solo craze too because everyone decided they were gonna do a solo album. It was like that Kiss four solo albums. So I guess maybe maybe they, <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe, uh-huh. maybe they were all jealous of the quality of Dennis Wilson's album and wanted to prove their because they all came after that. Maybe they were all. That's, but c- just compare the two, though.
0: Compare "River Song" back there to this. Compare that to "Looking Back with Love." And again, this, this, this Mike Love character. Okay, here's a guy that if he hadn't been associated with the Beach Boys, if his cousin Brian Wilson hadn't given him a job singing for the Beach Boys, here's a guy who couldn't get a job as a singing waiter. Okay, no, no. this is just. This is just not. What he does, okay, and uh, all right, again, I'll give you, uh, I just wasn't made for these times on uh, on Pet Sounds. Brian coaxed a hell of a performance out of Mike Love, and he's he's never, but the thing, he, Mike Love has never tried to go back to that. He's never tried to really. You know,
1: he's all about, he's, he's all about, we're going to, no, he was, he was the one that was all about that, you know, just like, remember they, they went, they went to that period in the late 60s, early 70s. where like, okay, we're going to mature and be with the times. All he wanted, him and Al Jardim were just like, let's just roll out the hits and make the money. That's when then they just, they, you know, and um, so that's what they did for the rest of their career around the time that that, what was, it, what was that one called? Was it called American Spirit? That one that, what was that? There was a double, the one that spirited it all. That it was that double greatest hits that came out in like 1974. Yeah, yeah, I it think was, it was it was like was it endless summer? Endless or, summer, or endless yeah. summer. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I think so. And the that one came out was a huge hit. So you know, <clears throat> so like so now it was just they were just a nostalgia machine. You know, mm-hmm. out on the road. Mm-hmm. And and still are and I guess he got he had to do his nostalgia song and it's solo of my guess to prove that I can do that too you know I'm a genius too Dennis come on let's go yeah um, yeah <laughs> but man this is the rest of the decade of the eighties would be really bad for Mike Love and we know again this is the other elephant in the room that we have to address which is how um, the Beach Boys were. Uh, the Full House house band apparently, <laughs> no, no, they I
0: essentially were. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, everyone remembers that one. You know that one appearance where you know they win the radio contest and get up on stage. There's like four more episodes featuring Beach Boys. There's an episode of Home Improvement featuring the Beach Boys. Um, mm-hmm. Oh God, it's just so well, terrible. it was
0: it was kind of like you know if you were an ABC sitcom at the time in that you know the late 80s, early 90s. Number one, first
1: and foremost, you had to have your Disneyland
0: episode. Oh, you had
1: to go to – yeah, you had to go to Disney World and then you had to have the Beach Boys. <laughs> and That was it. Those were the two that you were under contract to do. You had to but, do yeah, – uh, yeah. Oh, this one. Oh, I don't, I, remember the, I don't remember the context. They were having some kind of telethon and then Mike Love shows up out of nowhere. Of course, I got the connection. I'm sure that any time they wanted to do a little ratings bump, Stamos would just pick up the phone. And ask, hey, do you want to come on the show? And they would just be like, okay. He he knows all the uncool Beach Boys. He's always hanging out with like Bruce Johnston and Mike Love, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. so they they always got them on the show. I'm sure I'm sure you know, whatever. If you would have called Dennis's people, were he still with us at the time, they would not return the call. But Mike Love, sure, I'll go on TV and just you know sell Beach Boys hats and you know coffee mugs. Sure, let's do that. And uh, this. Uh, it was already a fluffy song, but this is like he's singing to a a music version of this song in this one. I guess because they had to re-record it because they didn't want to play the pay the rights for the original. Probably, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm, sure that, I'm sure that was it. So, oh god, this is it's just it's embarrassing
0: to, to watch. But all right, let's do a little bit of uh, the the Be True to Your School clip here from the Full House, and you can go watch the clip on on the uh, the YouTube here too. But I, I advise against
4: it, yeah, honestly. Probably, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when some loud braggart tries to put you down and says, Ever since Ringo started touring, we've had problems like this with drummers. Anyway, why don't you come up here and play guitar? All
2: right. Here. it!
0: And I think the thing I hate the most about all of this is Mike Love obviously sees himself as as the consummate front man, you know? Yeah. And and he is he's he's like your dad at at uh, at, at talent show night basically, and uh, just especially in this clip he's got that that awful dad jacket. He's yeah. got that old man trucker hat that he's wearing there. Except instead of you know like you know. You know the name of some battleship
1: on it. It just says the Beach Boys on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's either the battleship or the Beach Boys. <laughs> oh, it's got it's got the it's got the snapback in the back. You know, it's not even a yeah. fitted hat. It's not even a fitted no. hat. It's... <laughs> no, it's the snapback with like the mesh. Yet, oh, the yeah. mesh. Yeah, the mesh
0: snapback. Oh. it's it's a four dollar hat. Yeah, you yeah, got, got it. You got it at truck it,
4: stop.
1: It's, um, but
0: it's on it's on sale in the foyer, folks. Well, uh, so make yeah, sure you... so <laughs> and this is just. Oh, God. Again, just go back and, and watch that clip from the Tammy show where the Beach Boys are making their appearance when they were actually, you know, what you could still call a band by by some definitions at that point. And Mike Love is dorky as hell on that, too. Don't get me wrong. Mike Love was oh, never, yeah, tell me,
1: watch, ever cool. Watch Mike Love on the Tammy show. Then watch James Brown on the Tammy show. Oh, dude. No. <laughs> no. And you tell me, oh. folks. You tell me. <laughs> And it's just like, why would you even bother? That's
0: oh man. Anyway, that's a whole other, that's a separate issue altogether. But all right, well let's continue on with the full house bit here for another minute. Which this song, this song not only
1: charted, but was did this go to number one? I don't, I don't think this. I don't know. I I don't I don't know if this one charted at all. But it it was it was somewhat of a hit. I,
0: I I couldn't be bothered to look it up before the show, folks. I'm sorry. You you can you can. Go research this yourself, but this made this made at least a little bit of hay. This made this made enough of an impact that they actually went and made a music video for this thing. I think it was somewhat of a hit, and it revitalized again a beautiful song originally done by Dennis Wilson back on the Sunflower album, Uncle Jesse with uh, his band Jesse and the Rippers here doing uh, doing a remake, a very unnecessary early '90s remake of uh, Forever. So check this one out. I don't know about you, but I just get i just get the sense from this, this that this is just really Mike Love wanting to put his thumb on just the whole Wilson Brothers
1: influence of the Beach Boys. He, I, he wanted to make this one happen because nobody was around to tell him no at this point. Uh, is Dennis going to tell him no? He had, he had died many years ago at this point. Yeah. Because as, as we all know, like I mentioned before... John Stamos killed uh, allegedly killed Dennis Wilson and then <laughs> ate him. And then paid Mike Love to cover it up. Allegedly. yeah, Allegedly. <laughs> we have no evidence of this, but there's no evidence to the contrary either. So allegedly. Again, I'm just telling you cuz why cuz why did John Stamos immediately move into the drum spot of the Beach Boys? <laughs> not, you right. know, uh, I, we're we're going to we're going to be on uh, we're going to be on Coast to Coast
0: a little later yeah, yeah, tonight. a little so. tonight,
1: tune in <laughs> Art Bell Coast to Coast.
0: We'll we'll
1: unpack it a little further there. About yeah. how yeah, he actually he loves the, he likes the taste of flesh because he's actually a lizard man. Um uh, <laughs> Oh, you can just oh, pull God. that you can just pull that Stamos mask right off like it's a Halloween mask. And then there you go. Oh, just yeah. Big lizard head. Well, big yeah, lizard head. I,
3: I,
0: it, it, it's not a far stretch for me to believe that Mike loves up there in the Illuminati. He, ranks. Mi- he no, might really be.
1: He might be. You know, when he does that thing where he points, <laughs> I think that's a secret Illuminati single. Like, we you know, he's, he's pointing while he's singing. Yeah, I think yeah, that's uh-huh. the secret Illuminati single. But, man... Well, it,
0: and you'll notice, too, that every Beach Boys album cover since the late 70s is always somewhere
1: on it had, like, the pyramid with the eye, oh, like, hidden somewhere on the Every time, man. They were all Freemasons, <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> anyway, we better keep it down. I, I, yeah. I think I hear a knock at the uh, yeah, door, there might actually. Yeah, there might be. Yeah, that is, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually uh, recording this from a remote location. Um, so, and those stupid babies. Why did they put stupid babies behind uh, Paula Abdul's promise of the New Day? Behind, and why did they again we always tell you this go watch this video and a couple of dumb babies and apparently uh and, and, <laughs> and apparently they put stavos on the set of the final scene of young guns 2 <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah they did joe yeah. And we good or he's on the set of el mariachi one oh of yeah the two. he might no. be on the set of
1: el mariachi <laughs> might be young guns too you know, <laughs> it's like he's like hey Stavos, we're trying to shoot Tombstone over here. Would you get out? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 hold on. We got to yeah. get the bongos in here. Yeah, 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 so. I'll get, I'll get the bongos. <laughs> there are no bongos in Tombstone. Please. <laughs> um, but uh, I wanna just, oh, I want to get—we're doing another great uh, den- dentist joint that I always wanted to, to break this one in here because it's actually a Charles Manson joint. Um, yeah, yeah, the long-awaited yeah. Beach Boys, Charlie, Charlie Manson, Manson collaboration. collaboration. It's a, it's a funny story, too, because uh, Dennis, Dennis Wilson. Hilarious. Well, yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Listen. I'm not talking about later. No, that's not a funny story. <laughs> I'm talking about how, you know, before all that happened, Dennis was kind of in the hippie free love scene hanging out there. He loved his, you know, whatever, his drugs and his uh, his, his free love, right? And, you know, he bumped he bumped into Char- Charlie Manson, who was just in that hippie freak scene at the time, too, before all the, the badness happened. And they made friends and they chit-chat and everything and one day he showed up and charlie manson and his you know cadre of of uh ladies were just at his house just hanging out and dennis was like okay cool lot, we'll do lots of drugs and sex and just hang out and be all right you know and then um <laughs> and then at the time
0: <laughs> sounds it, great and, yeah it uh,
1: sounds great man sounds great and um and Charlie, Charlie Manson was kind of a buddy's, budding songwriter. He actually auditioned for the Monkees, along with everybody else that was a musician. Again, everyone will tell you how everybody was there at that Monkees audition. Don't let anybody tell you differently. Name your favorite mm-hmm. baby boomer, Hollywood rock star. They were all there. I think even Jim Morrison was there. I can't prove that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. It, it
1: might have been. I wouldn't doubt but it. But everybody was there know jimmy hendrix was there frank zappa was there uh you know the, the mamas and the papas were there. everybody is at that, that that damn monkeys audition okay yeah so, it wasn't neil neil diamond neil was diamond yet, was definitely there graham nash was definitely there couple, yeah you can yeah <laughs> there's a lot of people yeah, that was, uh, uh D- david david crosby david, I they think were all too. there yeah they all showed yeah, up yeah. yeah all those kind of la musicians type that sunset strip scene of the 60s um uh-huh, uh-huh. so um and then, he, and then uh, uh, he works on this song, He's, and then Charlie Manson's kind of showing Dennis one night, hey, you know, here's a song I'm working on, and it's called Cease to Exist.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, uh, you know, pretty girl, cease to exist. And, and, you know, Dennis Wilson's like, okay, we can't use those lyrics, but that's kind of a nice melody and kind of nice chords. Kind of kind of rewrites rewrites the song as Never Learn Not to Love uh, without really telling Charlie Manson. Um, kind of changes it here and there. And they put it out as a single, and uh, Charlie Manson finds out one night. And, we're, and this is and this is a story. He, he, and, he, and then he comes out. He crashes into Dennis Wilson's house and goes, "I just come from the moon, man!" And then, um, <laughs>
4: <laughs> I love it.
1: And then, oh um, my god! And then he oh. and then he goes out and then he like takes Dennis Wilson outside and then Dennis Wilson comes back in and he's like really shook up, and then says to you know his friend that was there with them, uh, you know, I. Uh, you just Charlie Manson just told me I had to give him all the cash on me and my guitar, or he was going to kidnap my son. Man, I had to do it. And then um, Dennis Wilson's so spooked by this situation that he actually moves out and you know cuts all ties with the Manson family. And did it just in time, by the way? Um, <laughs> yeah, because it was like something like two weeks later yeah,
0: yeah, that the the, the, the the murders happened. Yeah. It was like real close. Yeah, it was real close. And just but but can you imagine like you know and Dennis at this point had some mansion somewhere. I think it was Bel Air. I don't know where, but you know he, was, he had a lot of money. He had this big house. Just can you imagine how crazy it would have had to been to just, you know, not just like, you know, get the police or try to evict these people, but to just pull up stakes and say, OK, I'm just not going to live here. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm going to just leave. Yeah. You guys can have the house and I'll just I'm just not coming
4: back. Yeah. So that's I'm just that's I'm spooky. Just yeah, that's that, spooky. it must have been
1: that spooky. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what, what's even spookier is the uh, Troop Beverly Hills. Sean.
4: Oh,
0: my God. OK. <laughs> We've we've alluded to this a couple of times, and uh, here it is. Here it is. Okay, this I, I don't I don't know what it is about it. This has got to be the worst one of all time. This is got to be worse than Problem worst. Child. <sighs> May okay, maybe not worse than Problem Child, but it, right right up there anyway. And yeah, I don't know. Right, well, let's play a little bit of it. You decide. See what you think.
1: Again, I, again, I guess after after um, after uh, Kokomo exploded, they must have just thought they were now America's soundtrack band because they did a bunch after that, that's... and they were all. Were, I guess they were chasing that that next Kokomo. They had to have been, right? Yeah, and it, it and this one
0: especially just kind of reeks of that desperation. You can tell that that's what they're reaching for. Yeah. But it's got that kind of like hyperkinetic energy of like, OK, guys, we did it once. We could do it again. All right. Here we go. Like we, we we got this formula down. We've been doing this for years. We got this. We could do it. And this is just this feels it's audio flops wet is what this song yeah, is.
1: Yeah, it really is. They're really trying to go for that. They're, they're doing Beach Boys sound on this one. And um, yeah, but Beach Boys in the 80s sound now. that sound. Yeah, that's terrible. It's
0: it's just you got a killer John Stamos fake drum intro Oh, yeah. you know?
1: <laughs> you just, no, you know you know just you, there's nothing more exciting than an electronic drum fill man it just pumps you up <laughs> Just ask Van Halen just, you know. Yeah I guess I mean can you imagine if, like if like Wipeout in the bridge there was just electronic drums <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh
0: good and they're and they're playing it on the head the, the guitar with no headstock on it you know oh man or like
1: oh yeah or like if led zeppelin's four sticks was all on those electronic toms and he's just like oh yeah you just, oh, yeah, you just right oh yeah. man that's great can you imagine? Because, te- because technology makes everything better. Everything right? is better when it's electronic, man. We don't need acoustics.
0: <laughs> oh man, oh electric wipeout. That's that's my challenge to you, dear listener. Yeah. If, you, if you've got if you've, if you've got a set of Roland, uh, you know, eight oh eight drums out there, uh, please make us a make us a, an electric wipeout. We'll
1: love you forever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the name of my new
1: band, by the way, too. <laughs> right man uh, yeah
0: so this this is and, and true Beverly Hills is an awful piece of crap and the song matches I guess so you, just, you know you're in for it when you're when you're when you're late 80s movie has that terrible animated intro oh there's nothing worse has Glenn you there a, you're you're you're, uh, you're a, a pretty big movie buff has there ever been a great film that featured an animated intro in the history of film I mean, I'm not counting, not counting mannequin. Okay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: give, I'll give you a mannequin. I will give you a marginal. Well, I wanted to say the Pink <laughs> Panther, but that was already an established cartoon, so I'm not going to count that. Um, okay, all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, so it's no, all
0: dedica- a dedicated cartoon intro.
1: Yeah, no, no, there isn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, is, there, there wasn't a cartoon intro in Citizen Kane. I don't. No, think that does there. not
1: have one. Uh, Last Tango in Paris doesn't have a wacky cartoon intro. Um, no, but it does have a synopsis wrap, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> but, well, the, I, the, the best, the, the best, the best wacky cartoon intro was Apocalypse Now. Okay, that, there, that's that. Uh, oh, that that yeah. one's a good one. That's that one's fun. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's 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 it's, it's one number two a clockwork orange and then you know we no no there's no oh oh i guess i think that's gonna what it's gonna really want to draw the kids in. but no it's garbage every time
0: so what are we doing next here we're doing um we're doing a little sort of toss-off track from 2020 here next but i think that this one is kind of significant and i don't know if you feel the same way about this because i sort of get the feeling from this song that this is you know how, um, you know that great love album, "Forever Changes," sure, that, yeah. and how that was, how that was Arthur Lee's essentially how he was saying goodbye to the world because he thought he was going to die for whatever reason because it was the '60s and we were all on drugs and out of our minds. I get the feeling that this is sort of Brian saying goodbye, in a way too. And I don't know if you get that vibe from this song or not, hmm. but okay, this is like every time I hear this, and it's just it's a very sort of. Haunted, melancholy kind of song. And just, you know, it's called I Went to Sleep. And I just kind of get that feeling that, you know, this is like Brian just saying like, okay, everybody, thanks for the memories. Thanks for all the great music. I'm just going to go to sleep now. I'm not going to die in the physical sense. I'm just going to go to sleep. And it's a sleep that I don't think he's ever... Fully woken up from since. Anyway, maybe I'm reading way too much into this. Let's play a little bit of it. You, you can decide if uh, if I'm making this up or not. I
2: took a
1: To bring this one back since you got the conspiracy theory on <laughs> so yeah this yeah this is this is my
0: uh, one of many beach boy conspiracy and see this is how you know that you're too far deep into fandom of a band when you've constructed elaborate conspiracy theories to explain certain moments yeah. in their career that's that's what it's gone too far maybe maybe yeah maybe
1: is- <laughs> maybe he, he kind of realized again like we always see like till i die you know he may he kind of realized this is kind of the end of the line and no, he did. He did go to sleep. He laid in bed for like four years, right? I mean... <laughs> That's true. I mean, he, he literally did go to sleep, but
0: it's just... I don't know. It, it feels... I, I sort of just get that vibe from it, just like it's... And maybe he's not even consciously doing it, but it's just sort of an admission of... You know, yeah, I'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of letting go, yeah. and also around this time too, he has that busy do a nothing song, which I don't think I don't think we've ever done that one, but we've talked about it before, where the lyrics essentially are just it's a description of how to get to Brian Wilson's house, yeah. where it's just kind of like you know here's a guy who once had his finger on the pulse of you know the 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 apex of popular music, who was the guy that everyone else was looking to for you know the next sound the next innovation the next big thing coming around the corner and now we're doing i went to sleep and now we're doing songs about uh, here's how you get to my house you yeah, know yeah. <laughs> you can come and you can come over and we'll do a lot of drugs and we'll go to sleep
1: i, and, I guess maybe, yeah I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know i don't know i i get sean i don't know we, i know you've had the friends conversation i know you're a fan but i don't know if i'm a fan because there's so many shitty songs on it. I, again,
0: that's why we're here. It's mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think it's time to let go, and and this one, yeah, this is this is not a song that I, I think I can come to the defense of. It's not as bad as Transcendental Meditation, which we did. I think on the I, I forget which one it was. We we did this on one of our other Best and Worst of the Beach Boys shows. Um, but it's sort of right up there in terms of you know uh, hawking alternative medicine essentially is what I, I don't know <laughs> is man what, what we're doing here. Uh, so anyway, this is Anna Lee the healer. Uh yeah, see what you make of
2: it. Anna, Lee, Anna Lee the healer Healer with the healing hand makes you well as quick as she can Smiling
3: eyes of on a From a Himalayan mountainside up in wishy-kish to a California beach house facing towards the sea. Goes a gal who got her fame by going round to healing folks.
1: doing that stupid hippy dippy alternative medicine thing where yo you give me this whatever this wheatgrass shot and that cures cancer kind of thing uh, you know i just I, uh, she's the healer it's just we're all just man we're just grooving on these kind of these kind of laurel canyon vibes in 1968 man and you know <laughs> i i think she was probably a pot dealer i think this is what you know like here come the nice is really about where they bought speed i mean uh I think she's probably. It's, 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 the lyrics are probably originally Anna Lee, the pot dealer, and then they had to change it for popular. <laughs> they, may, they may be either that or Maya. The theory is that she
0: might have been, you know, one of those, like, uh, you know, quote unquote, masseuses, you know? Oh, you, oh, you mean, maybe oh, there you was mean, a. Ver-
1: yeah, you mean massage with, with, with hand relief? <laughs> yeah, you ask for the happy ending. You oh, yeah, know, you, you ask those. for a massage <laughs> with release. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of
0: maybe both. I don't know. She might have been
1: both. She (laughs) might have been a one-stop shop, man.
0: (laughs) There's no other explanation for. And again, I don't know. Okay, so so the small faces did uh, you know their song about where they buy speed? The stupid Beatles did their Doctor Robert about who they bought drugs from, but the Beach Boys are so square, and they're doing this you know again like alternative energy, chakra, you know transcendental meditation bullshit songs and i just i again who could this have possibly been for i have no idea
1: i guess they were trying to chase that hippie market when it was too little too late <laughs> it was way too little mm. uh, well not necessarily too late but just mm. way too. it was too way little. too little yeah <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it, it, i'm sorry yeah it was just they missed that boat they, they missed the yellow submarine <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, they, they really did. They they really, really did. Well, I, I guarantee you at this time, Mike Love is probably – he's probably campaigning for Nixon around this time at the same – you know. So they're, they're, they're not uh, – we're not a united front in terms of – we can't even agree on which hippy-dippy crap that we want to get into. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm
1: not. sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You know,
0: Mike Love, you know, very scornful of the whole yeah, LSD yeah, it, and hashi smoking and all that. But at the same time, you know, Transcendental Meditation in India with the Maharishi and all this stuff. So – I don't, know, I don't know six of one half dozen of the other I guess yeah,
1: it must, yeah I must. whatever but you <laughs> wanted
0: this next one on here which uh, you know this is a stupid ass song
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh I hate this song yeah Fly up, and down
2: round, from my window a little brown He
3: came to
1: my window. He Oh it's just so stupid though, the little allo you know, little little It's so cheese ball. <laughs> this little French bird, like I said, at, at, at Brian Wilson's window. Allo?
0: Allo? Yeah, you uh, so <laughs> It's sort of like a, yeah, I don't know what he's doing there, but it's just, oh, God. It's really stupid,
1: isn't it?
2: I
0: don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, Brian, you know, everyone wants to speak so highly of, you know, the smile sessions. I guess this must have been Al's interpretation of, you know, sort of that smile. It's like, okay, the Beach Boys make animal sounds. We can do that, you know. Yeah, let's do a bird sound. (laughs) Make a bird sound here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Make a a French bird sound. Let's, let's
1: Let's just roll with it. We already did pigs and cows and whatever. Let's, just do, let's do birds. <laughs> now it's birds.
0: French then birds.
1: Yeah. Then yeah. Then we'll then we'll do black bears and then and, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Well, and then Mike Love had that stupid song about the Eagles on uh, Holland, so you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're just doing all the, we're just doing the whole animal kingdom. We're taking a trip to the San Diego Zoo. They listen. I, I, I didn't think I, I, I didn't think pet sounds were supposed to be literal. <laughs> oh, but just, it just
0: it, isn't. It's just such a hilarious. It's you could sort of get from this like the the other Beach Boys hilarious misinterpretations of what Brian Wilson was trying to do. Just like animal sounds. All right, we can, we, okay, okay, we we could do
1: that. Okay. That's what we do now.
0: But I'm glad you brought up the pet sounds thing, because, you know, know, now that the Beach Boys are just back fully in nostalgia mode and they're on the state fair circuit again, you know, they've gone from, you know, having a picture of them at a petting zoo on the cover of the greatest album of all time to actually opening for a petting zoo, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> at your local state fair. So there's kind of at a your nice local yeah your local state fair. They put it right by the petting zoo <laughs> because you want to you want you want to uh, match the appropriate sound to the appropriate smell. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: uh, and,
0: uh, and uh, you can actually you can actually if you go you know the Beach Boys are usually free with admission. You can go and you can actually oh, yeah. run, you can run your hands through Mike Love's beard. It's really <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's
1: <laughs> you can feed him a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> He's usually very aggressive though, so you don't yeah, want you don't want to get yeah. too close. Yeah, yeah, please. Please, please, no flash <laughs> photography. <laughs>
0: But Bruce is pretty nice. You could you can pet Bruce and he he usually yeah. won't hurt you. But uh, mm. but more than a few fans have been bitten by Mike Love. It's well documented.
1: Yeah. You want you want to you you want to hold your hand flat when offering him the apple. <laughs> you don't want you don't want him biting any fingers off.
0: No, well the safest way actually is to you know make sure there's a $100 bill under the apple as oh, yeah. under the, then he'll yeah he'll snatch that right up. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, um, all right. So let, let's 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 come back again. I think we we've had something from Love You on every single one of our Beach Boys episodes. So we couldn't, I guess we couldn't do our final one here without touching on this one last time. And again, here's an album that that has its staunch defenders—people who say this is what you know, second only to Pet Sounds or right up there with it. Um, yeah, you listen to this and you decide if. If honking down the highway measures up with Caroline, no. If you, if, if, <laughs> if I'm missing something, again, you know, write in with, with the. Let me know, and then let me know. So see what you think.
2: Honking.
0: It's the, the, the it's the honking down the gosh darn highway. It's the it's the
1: highway.
0: Hi.
1: I think it's more so than the gosh darn. I mean, gosh darn is cornball enough, but high, highway. What? So what's wow. wor- what's worse, uh, Faya and Desire, or honking down the gosh down highway? Which which oh. which is worse? Well, I just bought a cod piece for my new band, so I had to have Faya and Desire. You um, are, you have I, to, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, I got to go with, uh, I got to go with honking down the gosh darn highway. Oh my god! And it's
0: just uh, love you, man. I just, I, I don't get it. So, anyway, let, let's look. We haven't done this for a long time. Let's look at some of the YouTube comments for this. Okay. Because again, people leap to the defense of this so here's a guy rob b he says one of my favorite songs of all time why because if you're feeling a little down then just crank this song and you'll be all better smiley face
1: that that's that's the that's the opposite of
0: what happens to me yeah this song does not make me feel all better rob this song makes me feel ill and sad again just okay i challenge you robbie play caroline note and then follow it up with this and you tell me you tell me if the genius of the Beach Boys is still present on this record, and if, in fact, you know, just that packing that emotion and that the, you know, okay, heartbreak or whatever else that you get when you listen to Pet Sounds, if the, any of that is present on Honking Down the Gosh Darn Highway, okay, are, is this is this musically at the same level? Are 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 we really
1: are we really gonna say that? Uh, yeah, could we possibly look yourself? Again, the litmus test. We always say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a black cup of coffee in you, and I'm gonna right, right, right in front of you. I'm gonna look you straight in the eye and tell me this is as genius as Caroline. No, you can't look away and you can't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee you. too, And again, if.
0: If we played you this song, if you had never heard it before and you didn't know that, A, it was a Beach Boy song and, B, Brian Wilson had anything to do with it. If we just played you this song and say, hey, what do you think of this song, Honking Down the Highway? You'd say, this is stupid. This is the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. But as soon as you know Brian Wilson had something to do with it, oh. It's genius. A, a genius. The greatest thing in the Outsider whole world. Outsider art. Outsider art. Yeah. that's yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. And that's
0: why awesome. can't we just? Why can't we just say? Why is it not okay to just say Brian Wilson, former genius? You know, someone, nah. you know, someone who had a gift and who either through, you know, will of his own or through drugs and alcohol shut it off and it's just gone. And you know, and that's a sad thing. That's a very, very sad thing. But why do we just have to keep holding? Crap up and saying, you know, it's like we don't go through his garbage and say, "Oh, look at this banana peel Brian Wilson threw out." This is brilliant. Look at this empty mayonnaise jar. <laughs> Outsider art. <laughs> Outsider art. You know, yeah. I just yeah. this, this this is the musical equivalent of the empty mayonnaise jar. That's what yeah, Hunk, yeah, it's, it's, that's what honking down the highway is. It,
1: it, it used to have mayonnaise in it. <laughs> the mayonnaise is gone. The
0: mayonnaise. <laughs> the mayonnaise is gone. That's it. Yeah, the, yeah. the mayonnaise is not back. The, yeah, man- no. <laughs> the, the mayonnaise it hasn't still got it, okay?
1: It's gone. Where did the mayonnaise go? <laughs> <laughs> Where
0: was that sandwich spread I used to know? Yeah, it's Uh, dude,
2: you totally (laughs) licked the
1: knife and put it back in. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and that's what Runaway Dancer is. That's Brian. (laughs) It's
0: Brian licking the knife and putting it back in. (laughs) And so now you understand what, what we're talking about. Yeah. That's, that's what the show is all about. Very clear yeah. analogies. That, clear that, analogies, that, that yeah. any, any, any layperson can understand.
1: Yep. Okay. yep. okay. Well, boy, boy, what we're doing with this one, man. This versus... is. <laughs> oh, God, this is so bad. But. Uh, oh. This is like if all you ever knew about women you learned from sex in the city. Yeah. <laughs> Mm,
0: yeah, or maybe like by, from watching like Bill O'Reilly or something like that. Oh yeah, most, yeah, it would be something <laughs>
1: like that. Well, let's do let's do from keeping the summer alive because that's all we do now um, when girls get together.
2: When-
0: So this is a song that does not pass the Bechdel test, I guess.
1: <laughs> no, because girls are totally getting together and talking about boyfriends and shoes and makeup and looks. And I don't even know what this song is trying to say other than just kind of like women, huh? <laughs> well, and why does it sound like we're in an Italian bistro with this song? Because <laughs> that's, that's what women do. They sit in their bistro and whatever. They drink their Cosmo and then they gossip about their boyfriends. And that's that's all they do, folks. That's all it is.
4: But listen to this. this,
1: this, The song sounds like the 45 melted.
0: It's just... (laughs) it's,
4: It's just... And yeah, I, and a it's little just,
0: bit. and I I guarantee you it must have taken all, all of Mike Love's willpower not to sing this in a phony Italian
1: accent. I just Oh I, boy, <laughs> the, yeah, they really had to direct him out of that one, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing.
2: Oh where it goes to go, so get the two together. <laughs>
0: I, could, I, could,
1: I could hear it. I he's really got, could, he's <laughs> got the towel around his arm and he's holding a tray. <laughs> 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 that's it. Pasta Farzuol! No, that, that's not not the line, Mike. Like, stop it.
0: He's like, no, we got to appeal to the Italian market. Dude. Yeah, we
1: we got to do it with this one. <laughs> when girls get together, block me, rob pizza pie. No, come on, stop it, right? Man, you're wasting our time. I don't know. I just don't know. I think this is why
0: fans and true believers, it's so complicated with the Beach Boys. It's just not as simple as that. It's just because you have to sort through this is why I can't just go buy the the mesh beach boys hat and wear it because there's because right. this is a part this is part and parcel with beach boys fandom okay like this is a part of the legacy this is the official beach boys product okay like this is Yeah, it is. <sighs> You know, it's just it's it's one thing. Well, like it, it, it's easy. It's easier with Van Halen, even though yeah, okay, they they, they still called the band Van Halen. But there's a very okay. You're either Sammy Hagar or you're David Lee Roth, and it's sort of easy to compartmentalize that. But with the Beach Boys, it's just it's so much more complicated. It's like General Hospital. It's a, it's it's more complicated than a General Hospital plot arc with the Beach Boys story. No. And oh, and then oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And here we go. We're we're going out on maybe the worst note that we've ever entered a show
1: on. Actually, yeah. Well, what we're still doing, man? It's it's never too late. It's never too late. Remember when? Well, we can do that now with the uh, with the miracle of uh, I don't know what, what are we doing here. It's <laughs> like an insure commercial. I, <laughs> this is yeah. Just, this is this is it. Oh, let's do a little still surfing. Still surfing. Okay we And guess what, folks? We're still surfing, just like we used to back in those crazy days. Remember Wolfgang Jack? <laughs> remember, remember hot dog stands? Remember your Woody and Grimmies and Hodads? Well, we still got it, folks, in 1992 yeah. with little help from a magic thing called Jaratol. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. You know, and then again, this is like this we are doing the Jimmy Buffett party here, right? We got our we got our Hawaiian shirt on, and we got our drinking a pineapple. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're just, and I'm yeah, we're just cutting loose tonight. We're bro. drinking the third beer. We're gonna stay up till nine thirty. Oh yeah, we're doing the third beer. We're doing nine thirty, and I don't care that it's Tuesday.
0: <laughs> um, I don't care because I yeah. am gonna watch Carson's monologue tonight. Cause yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's, that's what, I'm, what doing I'm doing tonight. What are you doing? <laughs> We're cutting loose. Oh, it's just, this is all
0: but, so bad. This is all... And this, you know, the funny thing is this this album, Summer in Paradise, is actually notable because it was one of the first albums ever recorded 100% digitally. This is like a, on a beta version of Pro Tools or something like that. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, you've got a lot of great milestones with technology over the years and, and a lot of firsts, but... Unfortunately, if you're Pro Tools headquarters, <laughs> the first record up on the wall is the Beach Boys' "Summer of Paradise." That's 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 too bad. That's that's just that's a, that's that's, a,
1: that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's the baddest. That's why I wanted to break this one, to the last one, because that brings us full circle. Because this officially is where we are now with the Beach Boys as an entity. I mean, yeah, of course they put out another so-and-so so-called album. It was just more. It was more of this. Hey, remember when we used to go to the beach and then the music on the radio? And it's just like, what are you doing now? You, what you got? Anything going on now? Can you sing me a song about now? <laughs> no. Well, again, we, we talk it, it, with a lot of these these legacy bands. Again, it's
0: you you cross that threshold of what are you going to do next? To when are you going to do some more of that? And we we are just yeah. we are one hundred percent. Well, and Mike Love has been pushing the Beach Boys to try to just do more of that capital T H A T that. that. Yes since the 70s i mean yeah, oh, yeah. it has always known where the beach boys bread was going to be buttered and uh yeah they they haven't been an innovative entity well since what, 1967 like that
1: was that was the last time essentially yeah. that was the last that was the last time they really tried to do something else yeah other than that pretty yeah. much yeah so we, yeah so i just yeah so it's sean sean so it's a try to move on the,
0: this is time. it. This is the, we are we're letting it all go. We've got it all out. This we are promising here on the show that this is our last Beach Boys episode ever.
1: Sean? Yeah. Sean? yeah. Brian needs to hear it and you need to say it. I forgive you. <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> there we go. Now we have I forgive Cody.
0: you Brian Wilson for Runaway Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> or okay. maybe more accurate, I forgive you Darian Saharanaja for
4: for Uh
0: you know, I even forgive you Mike Love because you know uh, who doesn't want to just make millions of dollars? And who are we to stand in the way?
1: I want to make millions. of dollars. I would
0: dollars. love to. And you know, if, if yeah. it comes to us, you know, someday doing Counter Blast at your local county fair, heck, you know, <laughs> we'll we'll be there. We'll be there in a booth, you know, right next to the right next to the heirloom tomatoes and the giant pumpkins.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do all the great bits. We'll do we'll do the Alice Cooper interview. We'll do the... <laughs> yeah, you know, you you could, you can bring yeah.
0: by other things that you've bought at the fair, and Glenn and I will make fun of them you know like oh oh look at that elephant ear you got there man have you ever seen one of those before oh that's crazy
1: what's what's that a fried oreo man that (laughs)
0: reminds me of a frank zappa song
1: (laughs) a song hey yeah 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 Yeah, but yeah but anyway it's time it's time to close the book man and not do any more beach boys episodes and i just it. that it's gone man and it's never coming back yeah, it's uh, so he,
0: so. We're standing at the shore of the Gray Havens. We're we're, pu- we're putting yeah. Brian on the elfin boat, and we're waving goodbye. Yeah. and we're waving and goodbye. He's he's, he's he's going on. He's he's going off into that that that, that new morning. And uh, it's it's the last five minutes of Cemetery Man. If you haven't seen it, go go look uh, yeah. it up. But that's uh, Glenn and I are sitting on the cliff right now, at the edge of, edge of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Can we go uh, home now, Sean? Let's go home, Glenn. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, so... So wow, uh, this, uh, I don't know.
1: Maybe this will be the last episode of Counterblast because I, I just that, that I feel like uh, I've I've got a, a big. <laughs> we're, cl- we're just cleansing now. We can move on to the next subject. We can do that second Frank Zappa. Episode. Oh, now we can. Yeah, we were
0: uh, <laughs> fully unburdened, almost of all of our vices. <laughs> almost, all right, yeah. Of all of so in the meantime, um, please uh, uh, check us out on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, really, all you need to know is CounterBlastShow.com, because from there you can get to uh, every every aspect of every place that, that Glenn and I live on the internet. You know, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, uh, send us an email if... if You've been enraged by uh, our 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 poo-pooing of uh, your favorite Beach Boys album, Love You. Write us in. Write a robust defense. Maybe, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll we'll reopen the Beach Boys books to talk about it if you're that passionate about it. But anyway, so uh, so so so, Glenn, how are you? How are you going to facilitate your healing now that we're all done here?
1: I'm, do, I'm going to go on a uh, on a. Uh, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take up um, I'm going to take up TM. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do, <laughs> and then immediately give it up. <laughs> Okay, I think that's a fine plan. Well, then until
0: the uh, until the next uh, fantastic episode of Counterblast, uh, yeah. Well, until the next episode, we'll see you then.